give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you thanks. We give you praise, we give you thanks and praise. We give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. Lord, have your way in our midst. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Somebody say amen. God bless you. Please be seated for a few minutes. All right. The Bible, you know, the Bible is true. The Bible says that if you consider the rain, you will not sow. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people were scared by the, by the weather tonight. Yeah. How many of you got scared at some point? Yeah. And I was coming, I said, wow. But you have done a very good work by being here tonight. And may God bless you in Jesus' name. Can I hear you say amen? All right. I'm going to teach briefly before we pray. Please turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 18. Galatians 6 verse 18. Galatians 6, 18. Alright. Can we read it together? On the screen. Ready, go. Grace of our... Amen. So, Paul was speaking to the Galatian church and said, Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Now, I'll be speaking briefly on grace, the grace of God, or the grace to prosper you before we pray. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, Paul again talks about the same subject of the grace of God. He says, for by grace, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, for by grace, are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God amen now Paul was one of the um, people in the Bible that really emphasized the subject of the grace of God and you notice in the context in which he puts the grace of God First of all, he talks about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ being with your spirit. And in Ephesians chapter 2, he says that it is by grace are you saved. Your salvation is a function of the grace of God. Now, you need to understand, everybody. are, are you here with me tonight? Alright. Everybody here must understand that the most expensive thing in Christianity is salvation. The most expensive thing in Christendom is salvation. As you sit down here, the greatest thing God has done for you is not your healing. Is that okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The greatest thing God did for you is not the day you were delivered from accident or the day you were sick in the hospital about to die and God gave you life. In fact, even if you came from death to life, if you died and you were resurrected, that is not the greatest miracle. Because no matter how many times you are resurrected, you will still die again. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah. Or is there anybody here who, who think you will not die? <laughs> Everybody here, you die again. So if God gives you financial blessings, it's good, but it is not the greatest miracle. But it's not the greatest blessing you can get. If God blesses you with so many things, marriage, children, uh, money, it is all good, but that is not the greatest blessing you can ever get. Can I hear somebody say amen? Your greatest blessing, the most expensive blessing in Christendom is the gift of salvation. Somebody say amen. Uh, I said somebody say amen. And Paul was saying to the Ephesian church that this salvation, which is the most expensive thing, it is by grace that it was made available to you. It is a grace. Salvation is a function of the grace of God. What is salvation? Salvation simply is being saved from something. And what were we saved from? What were we saved from? Sin. Yeah? Sin. Which would have led us to eternal damnation. Is that okay? So, God saved us. And what is the cost of this salvation? What is the price of this salvation? The blood of Jesus or the death of Jesus on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. So, most of the times it's good we thank God for his healing. We thank God for the gift of life. We thank God for giving us our daily bread we thank him for um what else paying our school fees isn't it yeah we thank him for giving us children we thank god for uh what are some of the things we thank god for huh a roof on our head yeah energy to go and come isn't it yes food yeah food and we thank god for all these things it is good However, please understand the greatest miracle God did for you and I is to take us from death, from, from eternal condemnation and damnation and give us salvation. That is the greatest gift of all. And if there is anything you want to thank God for the most, it should be that you are saved by grace. Oh, I thought somebody would celebrate and thank God for that. Hallelujah. So that is, my, that, that is the greatest gift of all. And Paul is saying that this greatest gift, you receive it by grace. In other words, you did not contribute to it. You had no role in it. Do you know why you didn't have any role in it? Because even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Is that okay? So the only thing we did to just access this grace of God or this salvation is by believing. So Paul says that it is by grace through faith that you are saved. So all we did was to apply our faith, to believe that Jesus, you died for me, you rose for me, and therefore I give you my life, and then we are saved. That is the act of faith that we apply. Now, any Christian who is not able to understand the simple truth you can only see the glory of god to a certain extent but you can't see the full extent of god's glory 
Because until you understand that salvation is the greatest gift of God to you, you won't understand that the other things left are smaller for God to do. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because, now this is the thing. Salvation is the greatest gift, is the biggest thing God could ever do. God becoming man. Huh? God becoming man. Jesus as God. He reduced himself to become a man. I like the way Benahin puts it. Benahin says, if you were the only one on earth, Jesus would still have come to die for you. If I was the only one on this earth, Jessica, Jesus would still have come to die for me. So, that when, when the Bible says that, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, in this whosoever, he's not talking about plural, he's talking about singular. So, if the death of Jesus resulted in only one person becoming saved, Jesus would still not have regretted it. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Now, you, you need to understand this. You need to understand how come that he now says that if he did not deny us the death of his only son, how much more will he not give us all things that pertain to life and godliness? So listen, salvation is something that God decided that he would just gift us. It cost him his son. It cost him God himself. Is that okay? And this is done by grace. So Paul says that by grace are you saved through faith. So grace is what we are going to be talking about tonight. Let me hear somebody say amen. Am I, am I making sense at this point? I mean, are, you, are you understanding me? Alright. <laughs> Alright. So grace is a divine element that guarantees achievements that guarantees protection that guarantees success that guarantees provision and any other thing one can believe god for grace is the divine element that guarantees what he has said you will become all right so this is the point and Please follow me. Huh? Once a while, I believe I try to take it easy so that we can understand some things. Is that okay? Yeah. So, I go to the bank for a loan. Huh? I go to the bank and I said, I need 5,000 Ghana cities. And then the bank manager says that for you to access the loan, you need to bring a collateral and a guarantor. All right, the collateral is so that just in case you are not able to pay the loan, we would sell the collateral and then recover our money. So I take this speaker as a collateral and I give to the bank manager, this is my collateral. But then there must be a guarantor, somebody who stand in for you, that if we can't find you, we will go for the person. Now, the person who is going to guarantee for you must be worth something. Is that okay? So, many times, um, I've had to sign guarantee forms for people that, okay, I am guaranteeing so, so, and so for this person. Sometimes, somebody is going to look for a job. Recently, um, a young lady was going to get a, a very good job at Ecobank. And then, she used me as a guarantor that I'm standing in for her. She knows 
Bishop Ray. So Bishop Ray is my guarantor. Then they sent me a form to fill online and send back to her. They made us start the work. I forgot to fill the form and send it back. So after one month, they told her to go back home. Go back home because your guarantor has not signed the guarantee form. Now listen to this carefully. They've not seen me, but as long as they receive the guarantee form that filled, indicating that should in case this person does anything wrong, I am standing in for her. I can guarantee that this person is a good person. I can guarantee that this person will pay the loan back. You are fine. Now, this is what it means. Grace, the grace of God is the guarantor or the grace of God is the divine element that guarantees everything you access from heaven. Once you go, it is not if you had the money, you wouldn't have gone to the bank to ask for it. True? If you had the money, would you go to the bank that give me a loan? No. So, you go, you want to access something. You don't qualify naturally for it. But once you go, and you go on the basis that I have a guarantor. My guarantor is not in my ability. My guarantor is the grace of God. Heavens would have to deliver to you. And so the grace of God is the thing that guarantees whatever you become tomorrow. Uh, somebody clap your hands and say I have a guarantor so grace will guarantee listen as a child of God you know the reason why sometimes people pray and they don't see results is because sometimes you pray from a point of ignorance but you must understand that there is grace speaking for me and we have understood tonight that that grace is only or that grace comes to us through the death of Jesus Christ. So the most expensive price has been paid for you. So anything that you must access as a child of God, by the grace of God, you can access your healing. By the grace of God, you can access deliverance. By the grace of God, you can access prosperity. By the grace of God, you can access divine protection and long life. But may you receive it by the grace of Almighty God. Somebody clap your hands and shout the grace of God. Hallelujah. So grace, again, is the undeserved and unmerited favor of God that rewards the labor of men. When we talk about the grace of God, it is not a cliche. You know, most of the times, there are a lot of things we talk about in the church. We don't even understand them. The anointing is flowing. And for somebody, the anointing is flowing simply means that people are falling down. <laughs> How are you? I am fine by God's grace. What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean by, by God's grace? What is it? What is this whole thing by grace of God? What is this whole thing? Hey, why I can see you? Hey, Adam, it is the grace of God. Nowadays, you are looking very beautiful. It is the grace of God. What, what is this thing, the grace of God? Is it the grace of God? as a just a jargon that you just say it or it is the grace of god that we understand what it means the grace of god is the thing that rewards the unrewarded labors of men so when you work and you are tired you know that song we sing so when you are tired and you are almost at the point of giving up 
the thing that rewards you for all the labors you have put in is called the grace of God. May you be rewarded in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I said, may you be rewarded in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands and say, I receive grace. Grace is the almightiness of God in the helplessness of man. Grace is when God becomes so almighty when man is so helpless. Grace is speaking. When sometimes, sometimes you feel so helpless. You know, you know, sometimes you dream, and in the dream, you are either surrounded, you are almost captured, you are almost at the point of being finished, or something, and then suddenly something happens and you escape. You know what that thing is called? It is called grace. It is the almightiness of God that brings help when you have no helper. May you receive help in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I receive grace. Listen, you cannot do without the grace of God. You can't do without it. You, you, you know, the grace of God for a Christian is the most crucial element. Even in your salvation. It is by grace are you saved through faith. May the grace of God work for us. May the grace of God work for us. May the grace work of God work for us. Where you need help, let grace speak for you. Where you need a game changer, may the grace of God speak for you. Where you need God to intervene, may the grace of God speak for you. Sometimes when you try all your best, sometimes you fast all the fastest you can fast. You pray all the prayers you can pray. You connect to all the people you must connect to. You call all the people you know. And still nothing is happening. Grace can speak for you. Sometimes when you've done everything you know how to do. And it seems as if it will not work. Suddenly. He will make a way where there is no way. Grace. You see. The grace of God has a voice. The grace of God has a voice. It is the grace of God that speaks and everything changes. May God speak on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. So, the grace of God is supposed to make life for the Christian much more accessible, easy, comfortable, and helpful. All right? So, if somebody who understands what grace actually is, is living life, there is an element of rest even in your struggles. So, you can see two people who are going through the same situation. One will be at peace and one will almost be going mad. When grace is at work, there is some peace that comes around you even when you are going through the battles of your life. But it doesn't mean that grace is a substitute for hard work. In fact, grace and works go together. Hmm? Grace, I said, and works do what? Talk to me. I said, grace and works do what? The grace of God and works, they go together. Anywhere you see the grace of God, you must see works. It is not a substitute. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 11. Hallelujah. All right. 
He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Alright? So, grace does not mean that everything goes. It doesn't mean that, well, you don't need to do anything. No, it's a lie. And it's important I bring this in because there is a doctrine called the doctrine of hyper grace. There is a book um, I received as a gift from, I think, Mama. It's, it's titled Hyper Grace, where grace has been made to look like once you have the grace of God, there are things you don't need to do. In fact, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. When you are even fornicating, yes, grace is available. Say, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not true. Uh, yeah. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips. So when you love purity of heart and you have grace, then the king will be your friend. The other day Paul said that I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. Now you remember in the book of Corinthians, Paul says that even though I am the least of the apostles, give me that scripture. Paul says that even though I am the least of the apostles, yet I have labored, I have worked more than all of them. Mm? And then because of that, he says that I am what I am by the grace of God. So, grace does not replace hard work. Church, that is why when the grace of God is upon you, I always encourage you, in this season of we talking about prosperity and God's blessings, in this season, work. I said, do what? I didn't hear you. I said, do what? Tell somebody, work. Yeah. Tell somebody, work, 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 work. Yeah. Tell somebody, sleep less, work more. <laughs> huh? Is it a good idea? Yeah. Unless you have 50, 55. Uh, to the woman says, what age? Uh, at the pastor's conference, he said, when you are 55 going, yes. Uh-huh. But, but else, work. Amen? The grace of God helps you to be more distinguished. And the grace of God, in fact, adds more color to your labor. Is that okay? It adds more color to your labor. So when the grace of God is upon somebody, when the person does a work, there is more reward for the person. May God give you more reward in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul says that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Did you see that? So Paul says that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored. In other words, I worked more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was upon me. So even the work I did, God gave me the grace to do the work. May God give you grace to do work in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you, because of the grace of God upon your lives, you will build houses in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
And then when you finish, you will say that this one, it was not I, but it was a grace. You, that is when you say, it is by the grace of God. When people see you sometimes and they say, ha, what happened? You have changed. Look at you. Look at this. Look at this. You say, no, it is the grace of God. It is the grace of God doesn't mean that you were just sleeping. But you labored. You labored more abundantly. I am challenging you. This month, up to the end of the year, as you work, may the grace of God magnify your efforts. Amen? Don't give room for laziness. Tell somebody, no more laziness. Yeah. Tell somebody else, no more laziness. If the person is not looking at you, it means that the person is a very, very dangerous suspect. <laughs> Tell somebody, no more laziness. No more laziness. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. When you sleep and you make up your mind that you, you will sleep, you will receive grace to sleep more. But if you want to work, grace will be abundant for you to work more. And when you work, you will see reward. And when you see the reward, you say that even though I work, it is not me, but it is the grace of God. The reason why Paul said not I, but the grace of God is because there were other people who also worked, but they did not get results as he got. Which means that we can sell in the same market. We can attend the same school. But one will get more results than the other. And the reason why I have more results than you is not just because of my labor. But behind my labor, the grace of God was speaking. May the grace of God speak for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you are clapping your hands, clap your hands well. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about tonight? Come on. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about tonight? Yeah. Amen. Outside of grace, you will continually experience frustration. If you take the grace of God out, frustration will always abound because this world is full of frustration. Everything, everywhere, you see frustration everywhere. Sometimes you just see people early in the morning in traffic and you can see that this one, frustration is all over the person's face. Have you noticed that? Have you met people like that before? Early in the morning, the trotro mate is angry. He's, he's very, very upset. Early in the morning, trotro mate, a mere fool. I mean, you want to, you, you are crossing the street, somebody's angry. This person is angry. This one is angry. This one is like this. There is frustration everywhere. Outside of grace, there will be frustration. Child of God, can you relax in the grace of God? As you play your part, the grace of God will make a way for you where there was no way. So, let grace speak for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, let the grace of God speak for you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout, I receive grace. Yeah. So, don't ever try to do anything without... Listen, when Paul said in the book of Galatians, the first scripture we read, that the grace of our Lord Jesus be with your spirits. This is what it meant. That without grace, you will encounter frustration. Without the grace of God, you will encounter deep frustration because the world is stressed up. Our leaders are stressed out. Yeah. Politicians who are promising you jobs, they themselves, they are stressed. You know, I, <laughs> yesterday somebody sent me a video 
on WhatsApp. Very, very interesting one. Of this student who is going for election. You know, I think SS. Dining Hall Prefect. And then, have you seen that video? How many of you have seen it? Yeah. He said, if you vote for me, I will give every student, one student, two bread. <laughs> it sounds like one of our politicians, isn't it? <laughs> huh? Student promising his fellow students <laughs> that when you vote for me, one student, two bread. <laughs> but the world is frustrated. Look at everything around. Can't you see frustration everywhere? Frustration everywhere. Everybody's frustrated. Americans are frustrated. The British are frustrated. Europeans are frustrated. Chinese are frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. As for Africans, huh? We are hyper frustrated frustration everywhere but in the midst of the frustration you can see me relax be still and know that i am god i say be still and know that i am god in the midst of this frustrated world some of you in the midst of this this is when god will magnify you better than before because grace will make the difference when there is no grace Marriage becomes a mystery. When there is no grace, finances becomes a mystery. When there is no grace, life becomes a mystery. When there is no grace, everything becomes very complicated and complex. Complex. Simple things become more complicated. Simple. I mean, simple things become more complicated. Very, very simple things. becomes very complicated. But when grace is speaking, it is possible. All things become possible. May you experience the grace of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody let me hear you clap your hands and say amen. Quickly, please take note of this. Let me share with you four things every Christian must know about the grace of God. Four things every Christian must know about the grace of God. Number one, before we start praying. Number one. Are you ready? There is grace for everything in life. That is number one. There is grace for everything in life. There is a grace to succeed. There is a grace to prosper. There is a grace... To come from the back to the front. There is a grace that brings salvation. There is a grace to even live a holy Christian life. There is grace. Some of the things you are struggling with, you need grace to overcome it. Yeah. Your mouth, you can't keep your mouth shut. You are always gossiping. I'm telling you, there is grace. There is grace to control your mouth. Say amen. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. There is grace for everything. There is grace to live a holy Christian life. Young man, there is grace 
to control your sex organ until the day you marry. Can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah. If you realize, <laughs> Joe, why, why are you so excited? <laughs> or you don't, you, you don't know that? Yeah, there is grace. There is grace. There is grace to help you to live a life that you yourself, you look at yourself and you say, no, this is not me. Yeah, because you, you, you know yourself that naturally, when somebody touches you, when somebody says hey to you, you give the person hey, hey, hey. You give the person press down, shaking together, running over. But suddenly, you of all people, somebody gives you hey, and you look at the person and say, it's okay, let's leave it. Yeah. I mean, the grace of God can make you live a life that you see that you are now becoming a godly and a good Christian. May God give you that grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember a guy told me one day, he said, he said, those times I was Pastor Ray, I was in a French church. He said, Pastor, I've changed. I said, how do you mean? He said, he said I'm telling you I've changed. He's a very handsome guy. He was from Gabon very fair Charlie fresh boy he said me he said when I came to this country he said even before I came to Ghana to come and study I would chase girls from morning to evening I said I chase girls he said one day in a day I can sleep with five different girls yeah. I will be chasing them he said but now the girls are chasing me and I don't feel anything for them he said, he said pastor I've changed <laughs> hey! When he said that, my heart, I said, Quay, Padier, a great church member said, I said, He said, Now nah, I've changed. He said, Now, you know, at first he used to chase the girls. He said, Now, but now when they are chasing me, he said, The girls, they, they come. And as we speak now, he's a pastor. Yeah, he's a man of God. So, so you, you can't say that me, this is how I am. Me and Akanyo. Sana Are you okay? Are, are you normal? What do you mean by that's how you are? <laughs> eh? You come to God just as you are, but his grace makes you what he wants you to become. Receive grace to become an overcomer. I don't like your amen. I said receive the grace to become an overcomer. Amen. So, as we are speaking right now, as I'm teaching right now, the grace to even live a holy Christian life can come upon you right now. If you want it, you can receive it. Yeah. You can receive it. How many of you have seen that you have changed? How many of you know that you have changed? Or you are still changing? Let me see your hand. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you know yourself, you can see that no, 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 listen. Ah, you power four people. Wednesday evening, you are in church with the way the weather was. Huh? How many of you almost never came to church tonight because of the weather? Let me see. No, wait, 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 you are not me. Stop that. Yeah. But you are four people. You decide that are still you pass church, isn't it? Yeah. You are four people. Are you not surprised about yourself? Huh? Actually. How many of you are surprised at yourself? Let me see you. And you are surprised at you. Yeah. Moses says he's very surprised. Yeah. Some of you, in fact, you must raise your hands and your legs because you are. 
you are really surprised. In fact, sometimes when you see yourself, you have to touch yourself again and say, is it me? <laughs> yeah. It's the grace of God. There's grace. So there is grace for everything. Say amen. There is a grace to live long. Yeah. You know, I, I believe in all the things we teach. Don't eat too much fat, exercise, blah, 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 and all those things. It's good. And you need to follow them. Is that okay? Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that there is a grace to live long. Some people, they don't eat too much things. You know, recently, my former PA, when I was the resident pastor in the dome, the guy who was my PA, Pastor Divine, you know, he died recently. Yeah. He died, I mean, and I mean, it was a shock. And he's not a careless person. But he's, he's dead. Young guy. I'm older than him, but he's dead. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that there is grace to live long. So, yes, by all means, you now understand that grace goes with works. So the fact that you have the grace doesn't mean that you should eat anything. You say, oh, I have the grace for long life. So you go and stand on the Kanishi Highway and in the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, I shall not die. I shall live to declare the works of God. Obana. <laughs> by the time you open your eyes, I'm not even sure they will allow you in heaven. You understand it? But there is grace to live long. There is grace to live long. So, this is how it works. God is a God of principles. God is a God of principles. And you must understand that God deals with us according to certain principles. Example, the principle of sowing and reaping. You can have the grace to prosper because there is grace for everything. But it, will not, it may not manifest unless you apply the principles that goes with it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You can have the grace to live long, but you must have the principle to go with it. If you have the grace to live long, but you, you don't honor your father and your mother, according to scripture, you die early. Because scripture says that honor thy father and thy mother that it may be well with you, that you may live long. So, yes, you've prayed for the grace to live long, but you don't respect elderly people. You will die early. Everybody is cursing you. Everybody is saying that you, you will suffer. Everybody is saying you will die. You, I mean, I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. The grace to receive flows through prayer. So, there is, there is a demand that if you pray, you receive answers. But grace is when God passes by all the principles sometimes and still comes through for you. Grace is simply that sometimes God will bypass all the principles. God can bypass all his principles and still make a way for you. May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift up your hand and shout, I receive grace. I see somebody in this house, the grace of God turning your story around in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on here. I said, may the grace of God turn your story around in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout, grace, change my story. Come on, say, grace of God, change my story. If you believe what you are saying, it shall be done unto you. Somebody lift up your hand and shout, grace of God, change my story. Hallelujah. Yeah. Grace is when God gives you a baby when you don't even qualify for it. 
You know, there are some people before they become Christians, they've done abortion. Huh? Plenty abortions. Abortion one, abortion two, abortion three, abortion four, abortion five, abortion ten. Hmm? Yeah. Every year they did three abortions. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, by the principles of God, they will tell you, say, We massa. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Man will tell you that no, no, no. You God gave you ten babies, it's finished. In fact, you, you even had excess, you've removed all of them. But the grace of God will look at such a person who was a prostitute, comes to church, God cleans the person, and God delivers to the person what you and I thought the person does not deserve and does not qualify for. Listen, there are some of you seated here, it looks as if you don't deserve some things, you don't qualify for it. It's as if the mistakes you made yesterday, they are too much to where, for where you are going. But I came to tell you tonight, the grace of God can give you a second chance. In fact, the grace of God is called the second chance giver. May he give you another chance. I said, may he change your story. May he give you another name. May he give you what man have disqualified you from. Receive the grace of God upon your life. Receive the grace of God upon your life. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Is there anybody here who says, Bishop, there are things I know I don't qualify for? Is there anybody here like that? Yeah, I'm one of them. There are things I know I don't qualify for. For example, I know I don't qualify to be standing here. Yeah. But grace. There are some things you yourself, when you look at yourself, you know you don't qualify. The way, the way you use money that God gave you some time ago, you don't qualify for another round of money. The way you've abused men, you don't qualify to get a man to come and marry you. The way you've behaved towards women, you don't qualify to get a good wife. But grace will give you what you don't deserve. In this month, I pray, may the voice of the grace of God be louder than the voice of the enemy in your life. Number two, grace is something Jesus had, or Jesus had grace. Jesus, who was perfect God and perfect man, he himself, he had grace. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was, was what? Was upon him. And the grace of God was upon him. So if Jesus, who was perfect God and perfect man, had the grace of God upon him to do the things he did, then you and I, we need double grace. Is that right? So Jesus had grace. Hmm? Jesus grew. He worked strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom because the grace of God was upon him. In fact, the original translation says, because the reason why Jesus grew Work strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, is because the grace of God was upon him. Is that okay? Yeah. So, when grace is available, it is possible. But the point I'm making is that Jesus himself had grace. Jesus, even Jesus had grace. You need the grace of God. Sometimes, when I'm praying, I could pray for hours. God, be gracious. Yeah, but, da, 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 da. Lord be gracious 
Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace for ministry. Some of the things, you don't even know how it is going to end. You don't even know how to start it and how it's going to end. All you need is just the grace of God. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh Lord, Lord, these children, Lord, how to raise their children? I receive grace to raise these children. Lord, the grace to raise these children. Lord, the grace to raise these children. Lord, the grace to do ministry. Lord, the grace. Because I have never raised children before. This is the first time I'm raising children. So I need grace. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, I've never done ministry before. Uh, this is the first time I'm living in today. I've never lived here today before. This is the first time. So I need grace for today. I don't even know how tomorrow will look like. Lord, I need grace. Lord, I need grace. So sometimes make a demand on the grace of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes when you are praying, make a demand on the grace of God. Make a demand. Make a demand. Make a demand. Make a demand. Sometimes when it looks as if everything is black, you don't know your left, you don't know your right, you can't see the future, you don't see tomorrow, you don't know what the future holds for you. It's as if maybe you may never marry, maybe you may never have children. It's as if maybe it may never be well with you. It's as if maybe some sickness may attack you. It's as if this thing is not going to work for you. It's as if this business, you are not going to make any money. Ah, God, let grace speak for me. That's all. I mean, when the grace is speaking, anything that was supposed to be negative, it will turn around for your good. I pray and I prophesy over your life. May the grace of God change your story forever. I said, may the grace of God change your story forever. Somebody clap your hands and shout, I receive grace. In John chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace. Is it there? Can you see it? And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Who was the word? And we beheld his glory. We saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace. 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 Ah. Everybody say, Lord, I need grace. Say, for the next level of my life. For the next level of my future. For the next level of my family. For the next level of my finances. Lord, grace. Lord, grace. Let grace speak. Let the grace of God speak. Full of grace. Full of grace. That's Jesus. That is Jesus. Full of grace. Full of grace. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace. Full of grace. The man who was God and became a man, the reason why he performed extraordinarily was because he was full of grace. What are you full of? What are you full of? Full of Facebook, full of Instagram, full of WhatsApp, <laughs> huh? full of everything except grace. But I want grace. Ma wadum nomra yesu 
Oh, yes, Rabo. Somebody say, Eradi, ma, wadu, no, Amen. Sit down quickly. Let me finish this. Number three. I said I was teaching you on four things you need to know about grace. Did I say four or five? Okay. Four things you need to know about. What is the first one? Number two. Number two. Jesus had grace. Number three is where we are now. There are levels. You need to know that there are levels of grace. There are levels of grace. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. For if by one man's death, if by one man death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace, they which receive what? Talk to me. Those who receive what? Abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ. So the point I'm making is that grace is not the same for everybody. You can grow in grace. You can grow in grace. And understand from today that there are levels of grace. The graces are not the same. The graces, so yes, we are we are all Christians, but we all don't have the same grace. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We are all Christians. We all pray, but we all don't have the same level of grace because you can grow in grace. And in the same way, you can also frustrate the grace. So God might have gifted you with a, a particular grace because not in point one I said there is grace for everything. So you can have grace to do something in particular but you can frustrate the grace and you can also grow in the grace of God. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So somebody can start off with a grace just to lead prayer and that is all the grace the person has. But you can grow in that grace and now begin to have the grace to prophesy apart from leading prayer. You can have the grace huh, to do business. By the time you realize you have developed the grace or you have received the grace, once you are faithful in that one, you begin to receive the grace not only to do business in Mokola market, but now to do an international, become an international business person. So there are levels of grace. Why is it that some people don't grow in grace? Because they don't use the grace they have faithfully. Because there are some people, there are some Christians, you've remained at the same position for a long time. You are not growing anymore. You are the same way you were. Eh? Ten years ago, when you received the Holy Ghost baptism, and then you started, your tongues, after ten years, is still, you know why? Because you pray once every month. So, the... 
Somebody grow in grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> grow in grace. Grow in grace. You can grow in grace. But there are levels of grace. There are levels of grace. There are levels of grace. That is why I've told you here before. There are times when people, you know, especially we pastors are the ones who are very guilty of that. Oh, we are all men of God. It's not true. We are all men of God. Huh? Yeah. Oh, we are all bishops. It's not true. It's not true. There is a difference between a title and a function. There's a difference between a title and a rank. Huh? Yeah. The, 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 the commander of salvation army huh? is a commander, isn't it? But it's not the same as the commander <laughs> of the Ghana armed forces. You're not the same. So all commander be commander. Who tell you all commander be commander? Salvation army commander. Then you go inside and say, Hey, hey, when a, a commander at the Ghana Armed Forces appear, then you say, All commanders come forward, then you also come forward. Ah. <laughs> I mean, is it correct for you to do that? Uh, I mean, how are you understanding what I'm talking about? The problem with most Christians is that they can't even identify a higher grace and submit to it. That is why you know sometimes you can be praying ah, and then somebody with a higher grace lays hands on you and tells you that let it be well in the name of Jesus and immediately he turns around. It is not like your prayer was not working but all that happened is that somebody with a higher grace have added grace upon grace. It, it's, it's, am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. So Hannah had gone to the temple. Every year she goes to pray. Every year Hannah was praying. Every year Hannah was praying. She would come and pray, cry, pray, cry, pray, cry, pray, cry. Nothing was happening. One day, then Eli, for some reason, came to stand there to look at those who were praying. And then saw Hannah praying some kind of prayer he hasn't seen before. And after interaction, Eli did not lay hands. Eli did not shout. Eli did not scream. Eli did not talk plenty. He said, woman, go in peace. The Lord grant you your request. A higher grace spoke. Heavens had to open. I speak by higher grace. May the heavens open over you. I said, I speak over your life. May the heavens open over your destiny. Amen. You know, recently there was this, there was this man who came to the office here to come and see me. He's, he's a politician. And he was going through some challenges and he was very frustrated at some point. So when he came and, you know, he, he called me at the time I was, I was traveled. So when he came and then we were talking and then I told him, oh, it's not a problem. I just told him that, you go. In one week time, this will happen. After this one happens, this one will happen. After this one happens, this one will happen. And then I said, let me pray for you. So I just, I could see from his face that he wasn't very sure because of the way I just said that this <laughs> And I said, when this one happens, the last time, know that this one will happen by next year. So, the matter is solved. Don't worry about it. Then, I prayed for him when he went. It wasn't up to one week. The first one happened. He called me. He said, What's up for? No more job. Listen, it is sad when you don't know 
or when you don't see a higher grace to submit yourself under that is why every christian you see you cannot be a freelance christian you know what a freelance christian is i don't belong to any church i, I am a christian I'm, i go from church to church i go where the spirit of god is leading me you are you are sick you are you are sick 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 you you are sick oyale. Yeah, that's what it means because there are levels of grace anything any demon your grace could not fight may the grace of Perez Chapel overthrow that demon in your life any case your own grace could not handle may the grace on this commission handle it for you in the name of Jesus Christ if your amen is louder let it be your portion in Jesus name somebody say levels of grace Oh, let me hear somebody say levels of grace. Grace is number four, the capacity to do the impossible. Yes. Grace is the capacity to do the impossible. Grace, in other words, is the maker of men. First Corinthians 15:10. For I am what I am by the grace of God you will become somebody by the grace of God. You, 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 I'm talking about you, boom. You will become somebody by the grace of God. Yeah. You will become somebody by the grace of God. You will marry by the grace of God. You will have children by the grace of God. By the grace of God, you will not be put to shame. By the grace of God, I am declaring from a higher level of grace that though your beginning is small, your latter end, you shall increase. I decree over your destiny the grace of God will distinguish you. You will become different from the people in your family. Receive grace and let it work for you. Yeah. Let the grace of God work for you. Hallelujah. Alright. My time is up. I want us to pray for some few minutes. But quickly write these things down before, before, I, before we start praying. How to attract the grace of God. Do you want to know that? Are you sure you want to know? How do I attract the grace of God? How do I attract the grace of God? This evening I came to teach. Are you blessed? How do I attract the grace of God? Number one. Write down the scripture. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Give it to me on the screen. When I mention it, you put it up. So that we can all read it quickly. Acts 20, 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to the, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. To what? Talk to me, church. To what? To the word of his grace. I'm teaching you on how to attract the grace of God to work for you. Man, boy. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. So, the word of God is also described as the word of his grace. If you want to become a recipient of the grace of God, be addicted to the word of God. Have an addiction to the word. Have, have a special preference, a special liking to the word of God. Alright? The more you stay in his presence, the more you stay in his word, 
the more grace multiplies upon you. People without word are people who are either magicians or looking for magic. Yeah. Oh, what's up? Just do a miracle for me. They, they don't care what kind of miracle they are looking for. Just do something. Do something. Do something. You know, when you do that, it is like you are trying to turn God into a magician. Huh? All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. And he was referring to what? The word. So, the word of God is the maker of men. The word of God is called the word of his grace. As I'm speaking, as I'm teaching the word of God, grace is being multiplied upon people right now. Because this is the word of his grace. What the word of God cannot give you, it does not exist. What the word of God cannot give you, you don't need it. Anything that is not in the word, you don't need it. If it is not here, I don't need it. Yeah. That is why, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, don't judge men of God. Don't judge people's word. When people do miracles, no. If it is not here, forget it. I don't care who, who did it. <laughs> it's out. Are you understand what I'm talking about? But, the word of God is the most instructive instrument in receiving the grace of God. May you become a lover of the word of God in Jesus' name. Ezekiel said, And the spirit entered me as he spoke. And the spirit entered me as he spoke. The spirit entered me as he spoke. The spirit entered me as he spoke. So anytime the word of God is being spoken, the spirit of the word enters you. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. You cannot receive the word and not receive the spirit of the word. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Everything in this kingdom, it is a word thing. Everything that happens in this kingdom is a word thing. A day will never come in Christianity where we would have to now begin to bath people. Huh? Yeah, where we now begin to bath people. Huh? Yeah, no. It will never happen. This kingdom it is a word kingdom. The spiritual kingdom is a word kingdom. We speak and things happen. Whether it is prophecy, whether it is healing, whether it is deliverance, if it is not by the word, it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So, the word of his gift. He said, I commend you. I commend you. I hand you over to God. And I hand you over to the word of his grace. May you be kept by the word of God. As you receive the word, may grace be multiplied unto you. Number two. Write it down. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6. Is it there? Can we read it together? Ready, go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you ready? Let's read it together. Ready, go. Is it simple enough? Pride 
will disgrace you. Humility will grace you. Pride will disgrace you. Anytime I see people, you know, and one of the easiest ways I know when people are going to be destroyed is when we can't talk to them. When you can't tell them that no, this thing is wrong. Yeah. Everybody here, when you get to the point where people can't talk to you, when your pastor can't talk to you, elderly people can't talk to you, your own friends can't talk to you, nobody can tell you you are wrong. Apart from you yourself, what you think is what is right, you are in trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. Grace to the humble. He gives 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 grace to the humble. When you humble yourself, God will give you grace. Are you still with me tonight? I'm teaching the most important part of the whole message I've taught tonight. How to receive the grace of God. Somebody say amen. Humble yourself. Tell somebody, humble yourself. That's what the Bible says. You know that song we used to sing in Sunday school? If you humble yourself before the Lord, he won't lift you high. You didn't go to Sunday school, eh? If you humble yourself before the Lord, he won't lift you high. Amen? It's okay. So, humble yourself. The Bible says that he gives grace to the humble. But as for the proud, God says, he God, he will resist you. So, when you are proud, God himself resists you. Jessica, when I can't tell you that Jessica, I don't, don't do this anymore. It means there is a problem. Are you understand what I'm saying? Or as I'm standing here, eh, Bishop Raymond, People cannot tell me. Bishop Wahini cannot tell me. Presiding Bishop cannot tell me that no, you are wrong. And then when they say it, I have to, you know, you know I, I don't think, I don't think I'm wrong. You see, in fact, me to the Spirit of God was speaking to me. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm preaching to yeah, humble yourself. Humble yourself. I've always said that there is nothing you want to see in this life that others have not seen before. Anywhere you want to go in life, others have gone there before. And sometimes, in tree, you say, Bebia, eh, Edria, Akola, Tanasia, Otena, Ojinaso, Udu, Sedendeno, Openit, Tidianasia. You understand it? So, hum- get to the point in life where you are so humble. When God convicts you, you say, Lord, thank you. I receive correction. When when, when you hear the word of God and the word of God is saying, no, this is like this, this is like that. You back out. Are you understand what I'm saying? It is easy. You can be called. You can be sent. We're going to transfer a certain pastor and the pastor said that, no. Can they transfer me at this time? I'm not ready to be (laughs) transferred. I'm not ready for this. And I told the person, I said, no. But if you stay where you are, it will not go well with you. He said, no, how can you say that? I'm not ready to be transferred. If they transfer me, I'll resign. Then I said to him, I won't ask the presiding bishop, write your resignation letter now. He said, why? I said, because you are too arrogant. I mean, what is it? Who are you? Who am I? No, I'm Charlie. 
and when you <laughs> are you understand what I'm talking about it is God who have mercy on all of us church I plead with you never become too big in your eyes huh? I'm begging you never become too big in your eyes there is more to life that you have not yet seen there is more to life that we have not yet seen even for him um, that um, is, it, is it him man the army general huh? Neman, yeah, it was his servant that advised him to go and see. He said, Sometimes your servant can advise you to go and do something and it will be well with you. Humble yourself and grace will abound upon your life in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. And then, number four, through giving, you receive grace through giving. Philippians 1 7. This is one very important thing. Grace is transferable. Grace is transferable. Grace is transferable. Paul said in Philippians 1.7, he says, you are partakers of my grace. Huh? Yeah. In the last part, he says, you, are, you all are partakers with me in, of grace. The King James Version says, you are partakers of my grace. So you can partake of a certain grace. Huh? When, Bishop, when God called Bishop Charles Aginasari, I wasn't there. But I am a partaker of the same grace. You are also a partaker of the same grace. Which means that if I connect well and you connect well, the same things happen in the life of Bishop Charles Aginasari. It might not be in the same quantity, but the same thing can happen in my life too. May we all become partakers of the grace of God. Somebody say a better amen. Yeah. And service. Service serving God with your all will connect you to the grace of God serve God when you serve God grace abounds when you serve God when you serve God and you serve God well serve God with your spirit hmm? serve God with your spirit serve God passionately and emotionally serve God I said serve God what passionately and emotionally with your emotions is that okay? Yeah. Serve God continually. Don't serve God seasonally. Uh, some people have seasons of serving God. Huh? Like today, the weather made so no. Some people, the season have changed. But serve God continually. And serve God futuristically. In other words, serve God with the future in mind. Serve him for tomorrow's sake. Serve God. Serve God. So serve God with your spirit. Serve him passionately and emotionally. Serve God continually and not seasonally. Serve God futuristically. It means that serve God with the future in mind. Serve him. You can't do these things and still be lacking in grace. Grace will be us. Tonight, I pray for everybody gathered here tonight. What your education couldn't do for you, may the grace of God do for you. What your connections could not give you, may the grace of God give you. What man couldn't do for you, may the grace of God give you. What man denied you of, may the grace of God replace it in your life. 
in the next few minutes, I want you to pray and just tell God that God, let grace be released upon my life. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God right now. I don't know what it is you are believing God for. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you want God to do for you. But I just want you to pray tonight and ask God, Lord, I need grace. Lord, let grace abound. Lord, let grace abound. It's okay. It's okay. Lord, let grace abound. Just talk to God tonight. Let grace abound. Lord, let grace abound. I want to see everybody in this house tonight. Open your mouth and talk to God. And say, Father, let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. Let grace abound in the name of Jesus. Let grace abound. Let grace abound. In the name of Jesus. Maybe it has to do with your family. Maybe it has to do with your children. Maybe it has to do with your business. Maybe it has to do with your Christian life. Maybe you are even struggling with a particular sin. Maybe you are struggling with some financial situation. But tonight, let grace abound. Lord, let grace abound. Let grace abound. Let grace abound. Ah, yada, da, 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 da. Likadabaya. Lord, I receive grace tonight. I receive grace tonight. In this month of financial harvest, Lord, I receive grace. Lord, I receive grace to abound. In this month, Lord, I receive grace to abound. I receive grace to abound. I receive grace. I receive grace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. I want you to talk to God. Yes, in five minutes, just talk to God, everybody. Lord, let your grace abound. In the name of Jesus. Let grace abound. Let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. Abound. Let your grace abound upon me, Lord, for my future, for my ministry, for my family, for my children. Lord, I pray, let your grace abound. Ah, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let your grace abound that you will make a way where there is no way. Lord, let grace speak. Let grace speak. Let your grace rewrite my destiny. Let your mercy and let your grace rewrite my destiny. Let your grace rewrite my destiny. Oh God, where are I am tired where I am almost giving up. Let your grace abound, Lord. Concerning this church, let grace abound, Lord. Concerning this ministry, let grace abound. Ah, yada in my service in the house of God. Concerning my service in your house, let grace abound, let grace abound, let your grace abound. Lord, I ask for your grace, Lord. I ask for your grace. I ask for your grace. I ask for your grace. Lord, let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. Any difficult situation, every difficult situation in the lives of your people tonight, in the name of Jesus, let your grace abound. Let your grace change the story. Let your grace change your story. Let the grace of God, let the grace of God make a way where there was no way. Let your grace abound upon us. Let your grace give us. A change in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray for somebody tonight where there was an impossibility, where there was difficulty. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift up your voice and pray. You have only two minutes more to pray. Lift up your voice and pray, Lord. Let your grace make a way where there was no way, where they've shut the door, where they've closed the door. Lord, let grace speak. Let your grace speak in the name of Jesus, where they have denied us. 
where they have closed their door, where they said it cannot happen. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in my ministry, Lord, I pray for grace. I pray for grace. Lord, let the mantle of grace, let the mantle of your grace, let it fall, oh God. Lord, I pray for grace. Lord, let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. I ask, oh God, release your grace. Release your grace. Release your grace. Release your grace upon our lives. Release your grace. Release your grace upon our lives. Release your grace in the name of Jesus. Release your grace. Release your grace upon our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. By your grace, bring deliverance. By your grace, deliver your people in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for grace. Lord, for the children, we are asking for grace. Lord, for the ministry, I am asking for grace. Lord, for our future. Lord, for my future. For the future of the children. For the future of the ministry. For the future of these members. Lord, I ask that grace. Let your grace speak in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. Let your grace abound. Let your grace abound. My God, my God, my God, let your grace abound. Lord, the grace of God, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, 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 abound, abound, abound in grace, abound in grace. Lord, cause us to abound in grace, cause us to increase in grace, cause us to increase in grace, in the grace of God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and pray this last prayer. That every hidden enemy, every hidden enemy hiding in your life, hiding anywhere around you with the intent to frustrate where you are going, may God expose them in the name of Jesus. Every hidden enemy in this church, every snake in this church, may God expose them by fire. Lift up your voice and pray these prayer topics. Pray these two prayer topics. In one minute, pray this prayer right now. Lord, expose them. Lord, expose them. Lord, expose them. 
every hidden enemy every hidden enemy in the name of Jesus Lord expose them Holy Ghost expose them Holy Ghost expose them in the name of Jesus Holy Ghost expose them in the name of Jesus Christ Rabba Shadabaya Liparadabaya Mako Shadabaya Rakadabaya Liko Shadabada Libra Zadabaya Dadada Lakadabaya we expose them we expose them by fire by the fire of the Holy Ghost we expose them in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus every snake in Jesus name we smoke them out by fire 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 every pretender every pretender around us every pretender in the church every pretender in our families in the name of Jesus we smoke them out by fire in the name of Jesus